There's a short story entitled, God Will Save Me. A terrible storm came into town and local officials sent out an emergency warning that the riverbanks would soon overflow and flood nearby homes. They ordered everyone in town to evacuate immediately. Faithful Christian man heard the warning and decided to say to himself, I will trust God and I have faith. And if I'm in danger, then God will send his divine miracle to save me. The neighbor came by his house and said to him, we are leaving, there is room in our car for you, come with us. But the man declined, I have faith that God will save me. As the man stood on his porch watching water rise up the steps, a man in a canoe paddled and called to him, Hurry and come into my canoe. The waters are quickly rising. And the man again said, No, thank you. God will save me. Flood waters rose higher, pouring into his living room. And the man had to retreat to the second floor. A police motorboat came by and saw him at the window. He will come to rescue you, they shouted. But the man refused waved them off and said, use your time to save someone else. I have faith that God will save me. The water rose higher and higher. The man had to climb up to his rooftop. A helicopter spotted him and dropped a rope ladder. A rescue officer came down the ladder and pleaded with the man, grab my hand, I will pull you up. The man still refused, folding his arm tightly across his body and saying, no, thank you, God will save me. Shortly after, the house broke up and the floodwaters swept the man away and he drowned. When in heaven, the man stood before God and asked, I put all of my faith in you. Why didn't you come to save me? God said, Son, I sent you a warning. I sent you a car. I sent you a canoe. I sent you a motorboat. I sent you a helicopter. What more are you looking for? This story really illustrates for each and every one of us our journey, our challenge of faith. We sometimes believe and hold true that faith is just this blind obligation I hold. It makes no sense. It's just something I do, something that I hold on to, this superstition. Or faith can be what we just heard from the story, God will save me, as this blind intuition in which everything I do and say that I believe, God will fix and save me. To put it in a very drastic way, if I decided to climb up on a mountain and jump off that mountain without a parachute, I'm holding in within myself the belief that God will have to save me because I follow him, because I believe in him, and therefore God is obligated to save me. But instead, just like the story, God gave us the ability to think so why didn't we put on a parachute? Why didn't we put on, you know, other things that save us 
Or for the matter of fact, why did we climb up that mountain and then jump off? And so in both of our readings today, we hear from Habakkuk and the Gospel reading, the craziness of our lives, how does that impact our faith, and what is true faith? Faith is not this blind thing that we hold to. It's not the superstition we hold on to either. But faith is a personal act, a free response from a human person to the initiative of God who reveals himself. So to put it very simply, faith is a relationship that has been initiated by God to humanity. And it's humanity's response to that initiative wholeheartedly and freely. So faith is not just this blind thing we do. Faith is not this superstition. Faith is not just, I'm reading the catechism and I have memorized it. But faith is an active response to an initiative that God has put for us. But we have to look very carefully because that act of faith begins with us. It's a gift that God has presented in front of us, but that act of faith is our choice to believe or not to believe, to accept and to receive that gift and use that gift, or we can choose to leave and ignore that gift. And to believe is to agree and to attest what God has revealed to us in divine revelation is not just to believe, but the fact that we believe God. I have trust in what God has revealed to me through the church. It's not a feeling that we wake up or have within ourselves. It's not even just data that we can prove that we can discern, that we can answer using the scientific method. Faith is an active response to a relationship. So we hear in our first reading from Habakkuk, the chaos that occurs within life, the chaos that occurs within the world. And then we see today in our gospel reading, his disciples asking Jesus, can you give us an increase in faith? The disciples have followed Jesus for, for all this time. They've seen his miracles. They've seen what he has done in other people's life. So then why would they need an increase in faith? I think we have to take a track back a little bit, a dive deeper in what could have been the understanding of discipleship. Because for the, the disciples, the understanding of discipleship following a teacher entitled gaining what the teacher had. So to put it very, very simply, a student following a teacher, giving up their livelihood, will inherit and be gaining what the teacher has gotten. If they follow a prestigious teacher, the prestigiousness will then flow from that to them. So for example, if I was a student of Scott Hahn, I could begin to brag and use that prestigiousness of, I am a student of Scott Hahn. And because of that, people will begin to listen to me 
and gain credibility in what I say and what I do because I was a student of Scott Hahn. Therefore, what I say then has power. And so as I become more prestigious and well-known, I begin to have money, authority in it. So when the apostles followed Jesus, they believed that following Jesus will gain them the power they want, the authority, the credibility in life, and most importantly, this prestigiousness because they have followed Jesus Christ. But instead, as they continue their journey as disciples and grow in that relationship with Christ, what do they come to find out? Jesus comes to preach love, not power. Jesus calls us to be humble and not prestigious. And for the disciples not to seek authority, not to seek out recognition, but to do everything in humility. So when, he's ask, when the disciples are asking Jesus for an increase of faith, they're asking Jesus to deepen my understanding of this, deepen my relationship with you, because it doesn't make sense to me. Because what I want does not align with what you are presenting to me. Because what I was hoping for in my life does not align with your way of wanting for me. My stars in the sky are not aligning together. So when they ask for this deeper faith, they're asking and wanting to grow in this deeper relationship because of the chaos, the disorder that has come about in their life, the struggles of following Jesus. And so we hear just a small mustard seed of faith is needed. I don't know about you, but when I got the opportunity to head to the Holy Land, our tour guide gave us a mustard seed to see. And I'm thinking, you know, as we study Scripture and learn about Scripture, when it says it's the smallest seed in the world, I was like, okay, it, could, it can't be as small as a grain of salt or something. But to really look at a mustard seed, it's smaller than a dot you can draw with a pen. It is that small, but when I came to actually see the tree itself, it is very big. It is very big. So from that tiny seed to grow into this big plant that gives nourishment to give a resting place, give a safe haven for all the creatures around it, is very phenomenal. And then the muskrat that we are here in our gospel reading, too, is a tree that's very small, but has very deep roots. So when the gospel says to, to pick that up and to bury it in the sea, and for it to still grow, gives us two images that we have to begin to look at of our faith. One, how strong is our faith, and how deep do those roots grow? And secondly, how much of that faith do we really carry within ourselves? Do we even have a relationship with God? Does our relationship dive deep and grow deep in our daily life? Or is it very shallow and empty? The invitation of faith today, my dear brothers and sisters, calls us to deepen that faith, cause us to grow in that faith, 
that faith of relationship through the initiative that God has for us. But then you may begin to ask, Father, what is faith really going to do for me? Why do I need faith? Because faith strengthens us to go against the tide. It gives us the power in a time of moral weakness. Faith makes us loving, not self-absorbent. Faith gives us self-control that comes from a wider perspective than the present moment. It is not short-sighted, needing immediate result. It is a long-distance runner. That faith is going to help us through the challenges and difficulty of life. Just like the story we heard, it's going to help us grow in those individual stages to be able to identify the warning signs of our struggles, of our difficulties in life. It allows us to see when God is trying to help and walk with us by sending us the canoe. It helps us to deepen our relationship when we begin to face the trials of life, whether that's the struggle or separation in family, whether that's the disbelief when we come to receive the Eucharist and we just see that it's bread and wine, how do we hold it to be the body and blood, soul and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ? When it comes to the helicopter and the struggle and the crisis that comes from our faith and we hear voices telling us to continue to remain faithful in our faith, but yet a stronger voice tells us within our hearts, no, the Christian faith is pointless. It's all superstition. You don't need that. You need just the feeling, the sentimental feeling, the excitement, the joy of the world, power, pleasure, prestige. But yet, the small voice within our hearts telling us to remain faithful to that relationship. So my dear brothers and sisters, as we continue our journey as disciples, just like our apostles today, we too have our struggles. We too carry our difficulties and challenges within our lives. But let us, instead of turning to the world and what the world teaches us, let us turn to our faith. Let us turn to the relationship with God. Deepen ourselves in that relationship and strengthen our relationship with Him every day and every moment of our life. Amen.